The Arizona Coyotes are about to secure their new arena. Mitch Cobb is going to be drafted here. Let's discuss. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. to the show everybody this is locked on coyotes your number one daily podcast on the arizona coyotes i am your host robin leonio that's matthew jacobson right beside me on this wonderful day coming back from the weekend lots of coyotes potential coyotes developments over the weekend matthew a lot to get to but we want to start with some arena talk i think there might be some fun things to get to because we actually have some so kind of, sort of confirmed reports. It's Craig Morgan's reporting, so there's a lot of clout too. We you know. needed Craig back because the silence was deafening. But real quick, I, I just I want to kind of answer a question. Um, are the Coyotes relocating? Let me go ahead and try again. Are the Coyotes relocating? One no. more time. Are the Coyotes relocating? Damn, no. I guess y'all are out of out of luck. <laughs> So, do, do, do you want to set the, the tone for this report, or, or do you want me to go ahead and just, just rip off no, what's going on here? <laughs> I can go ahead and, and, and uh, get set things teed up, and I'll let you loose. <laughs> so, Craig Morgan you know, posted an article this, uh, about, uh, this morning on PHNX, and um, pretty much said that there are X possibilities, I think, what, four possibilities um, that the Coyotes are looking at. Um, Specifically in Scottsdale, or yeah, Scottsdale, Mesa, uh, Phoenix, and the Salt River Indian community, and I think two were like uh, one is like an actual confirmed site, and the others another is like a speculative. The rest are just like we know they're there, we know they're talking, we just don't know exactly what you know the exact spot. Yeah, and to just try to get all of the smaller stuff out of the way very briefly, we have no idea about the Phoenix or Scottsdale locations. There really is no way to confirm one way or the other. They're talking with such and such or such and such. Maybe Craig Morgan has more updates later. Maybe he doesn't. And the Mesa location, that's a really solid location, pretty close to the Cubs uh, training facility. Yeah. And then that one's not really, really confirmed. Solid. It's, it's, it seems like that's where it's going, you know, that's where it's leaning towards. Because it makes sense, right? That spot. And first, obviously, we'll have to say, hey, guess what? Fiesta Mall, probably not going to happen. As much as I would love for it to happen, probably not. But the spot that Craig Morgan pointed out as a potential spot that, um, you know, could very well work because it is, A, a county island, two, and it's, sing- it's a single plot privately owned. So it works in that in, in that regard, too. Uh, it's much closer to me, so I like this, but... It's right off the 202 Red Mountain, so off that part of the 202. Um, and you said, like you said, right next to the Cubs facility, just right like northeast of the Riverview Shopping Center. It's the, uh, to be honest, I think the next best spot. Yeah, where uh, Fiesta Mall is a, has been on Gutierrez's mind uh, since he came in in 2020. That would have been a solid location in terms of it's still mostly centrally located. But there were a couple of traffic concerns. This other location in Mesa kind of 
eliminates all of that. It's pretty it's much even better located. Don't get me wrong, because the 202-101 interchange area mm-hmm. um, right there around Tempe, Mesa, Scottsdale, Salt River, it is a mess. It, it, it's, it, it gets very backed up at some of the worst times. Um, but going to certain directions, I think going east, if you're coming in from like Phoenix, Tempe, it's like easy. No worries. Um, mm-hmm. It works. It really does. Um, and I think you can do, you can do a lot with that spot. It is a big open plot of land. Yeah, it, it's what it's like a quarry or like a like a, a material. So it, it looks like a site in Buckeye that I've delivered to when I was working uh, delivering auto parts, where it's just that big old hole in the ground, and they're doing whatever they're doing. I'm not a smart individual. I never claimed to be, but I do know my Coyotes hockey, and and uh, I can follow some dots. But it, would, it it's a pretty good location. It's even more centrally located than the Fiesta Ball location. And it does, to a good extent, mitigate a lot of those traffic concerns. You're never going to fully get rid of the traffic. As someone who, uh, I try to beat it whenever I work at Mullet and I get off at 2 p.m. or whatever. I'm trying to rush you know, down the 10 to get home. If you don't time it perfectly, that, that uh, 202 to I-10, just it gets backed up. No matter where you are, because so many people are, are moving here, it gets backed up at random times. There's no way to get rid of it fully, but I do feel like this location mitigates uh, what you would have seen be the kind of the extreme downsides of the Fiesta Mall location. Yeah. I would also say this too, and one of the reasons why I do like this potential location in, um, in Mesa is it, it being near the Riverview shopping center, which is, you know, not the best shopping center, but I think it, because you know, the, development that Riverview Park has gone under and a lot of the other things. I think it could probably go not high-end shopping, but better shopping than Fiesta Mall would have. Yeah, uh, it's it's and it's nothing against people around the Fiesta Mall. I've talked to some small business owners that would love the Coyotes to go build there. But when you're looking at the big picture of hey, we want that higher end shopping from the not us. Like I, I like cheap stuff, but like you know, for the Coyotes wanting to make some money, like you kind of have to understand where it's like there were a lot of positives to the Fiesta Mall location. This just kind of takes away most of the downsides. It gives you a few extra bonuses. So I do really like that option. And apparently it's also on a county island. So without the, the necessity for a public vote, you could still get some uh, tax breaks and whatnot. Although at this point, I, I'm just going to say, it, I don't think that any deal they're going to get now is going to involve tax breaks. And they kind of ruined that with, how they handled the the Tempe election, but we're we're past that. I, yeah, I, I but tax breaks on is, a county uh, island it, is a lot more likely, or because it be, it's a lot more likely because it has a lot less likely to go to a public vote. Because I think what county islands or like county land requires so much different kind of caveats to go to a public vote, something that the Coyotes can easily avoid. Yeah, because uh, remember. It was relatively low. It's what it's like twenty five percent of who voted in the last special election for the original Tempe Entertainment District plan to go to public vote. So the no campaign would have probably got those signatures, and the Coyotes chose to try to go to a public referendum to avoid that. You wouldn't have to do that here because the the in order to, the requirements, the minimum requirements to have a public vote on stuff with county islands it's is so astronomically high. You can effectively avoid it. As long as you don't literally kick puppies and and or, or say like, "Hey, 
X, Y, Z ridiculously controversial thing to just put everyone's, you know, Jimmy's rustled. <laughs> yeah, and as long as you're not saying it's like, you know what? I don't feel like paying for it. We're gonna make the county pay for everything. Like- <laughs> we're gonna make them pay for it anyway. But we're gonna get to the the most likely location after a quick word from our sponsor eBay Motors, I got this one. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guarantee Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage, look at the green check to make sure that the, the part will fit, or your money back because, just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop eBay Motors, and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guarantee Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Thanks again, everyone, for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube and the SiriusXM radio app. Let's move on to another potential site that, you know, was in the Craig Morgan report earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting one because I feel like it's in, what is interesting is when the day after the election, I was like, how about here? But then it was like, you know what? That might be a better spot for the Diamondbacks, and you know, we'll worry about that later. But then the boardwalk news came out, like, you know what? Maybe there. Like, eh, we'll see. And then now, just like, what? Not even a couple hundred yards down south, we're going back again. Same area. But <laughs> essentially, it is still on the Salt River Indian community land, just south of the uh, Scottsdale Pavilion, the, the, the pavilion, the talking stick. Essentially, it is just right off the 101 and south, like between Talking Stick Way and McDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this giant open piece of land, and apparently the coyotes actually have been in talks with the master lessee of that land. Yeah, exclusive talks. And, and it was weird because it looks so similar to the Arizona Boardwalk location, but not at the same time. It's literally, you said, what, just like a mile south? If that, it's, it's not very far off. And I, I want to just read this a little bit from the article because uh, this is a, what, 65-acre parcel of land owned by the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community. Uh, and per sources, here's the exact quote, uh, per source affiliated with the community, there are current discussions between the master lease lessee Dorito uh, Partners Incorporated and the Coyotes. The community is currently granting exclusive negotiating rights with the team to the lessee. The team has promised to cover all development costs, and they go on to uh, essentially Craig Morgan touches on the fact that even with the downsides, if you can't have your sports book, there is no private land ownership, you will not have the residential there. The Coyotes are still, and, and this is definitely, I'll just go ahead and paraphrase Craig Morgan one more time from a show we did earlier today as of recording that they're kind of playing it a little smarter in the context of we're having multiple conversations right now, not all of our eggs in one basket. So, hey, you know, for example, hey, let's, let's go over to the Salt River Indian community. Hey, this is what this site is offering. What can you do? And they're essentially engaging in those negotiations. But they have exclusive negotiating rights right now, exclusive negotiating rights. And it's been confirmed that these negotiations are currently happening on top of the news that dropped on the night of the election that 
there had been previous conversations with the Salt River Indian community. This lines up so perfectly. And it, look, it, it would be kind of strange. Let's, let's be fair. It would be strange if that we just go full circle and go right back to tribal land, which is something that they were talking about before the Tempe uh, arena deal. And it would just kind of, in hindsight, make the whole Tempe thing just this weird fever dream. We all just collectively hallucinated. <laughs> and I want to address, too, because you talked you talked about it, like, hey, yeah, no, no, you're not going to be able to put the sports book there. I know a lot of people have been, you know, there have been people who have commented on this show who have uh, messaged us and mentioned us on social media and say, like, stop trying to make the the Indian community work because Morello wants his sports book. He wants his, quote, casino, as some people would say it. Um, no, it's not definitely not a casino. He just wants, he would at least just want the sports book. That's definitely one of the biggest things. But if it shows, it shows his commitment to the Valley, if he's willing to make that concession in these exclusive talks, it's like, you know what? Sure. Okay. You don't want me to build my sports book. I won't. And to me right there, and, and I will acknowledge it. It's entirely possible. They could do some sort of deal where there is a, a salt river Indian community run sports book on premises. Doesn't mean they will just saying it's, it's technically possible. Yes. Uh, but and I also want to acknowledge very briefly, Sahara Betts has not exactly been a great uh, thing so far. They haven't exactly made very much money or done much of a foothold as of yet. And that's, that was also brought up by Craig Morgan, but that, that's also a fact I just want to acknowledge real quick. The fact that this revenue stream with literally no ceiling, as long as, long as you have a good app or you get people to start adopting it, like FanDuel or whoever else, you literally have no upper limit to the money you could make and he's willing to essentially kind of toss that off to the side. That has earned a little bit of respect back for me, just a little bit. That's earned a little bit of confidence from me that tells me that they are serious if they're going to engage with these discussions, considering the immediate ramifications. And there's probably, if they get this, it would still be a district, very likely. There would still probably be some shopping, maybe a hotel, maybe that would be a little too... Uh, close to encroaching on uh, a talking stick over there. Maybe they're okay with it. Maybe there's a split. No idea the intricacies of that. That's not my expertise. But considering that they're willing to have these discussions and they're willing to concede on certain points and they are still going to cover all the costs associated with the building, that tells me they're serious. And I can at least appreciate that, though you still need to address us directly, Mr. Morello, but I will give credit where credit is due right now. Yep. Absolutely. And I also will say, you know, I believe it was the article pointed out they want to they want something concrete. They want to make sure there's something concrete before the start to preseason. Like so right before they go down to Australia to play in their preseason game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 100 percent. And they should want that. And guys like Clayton Keller probably want that. It was also mentioned in the article by Craig Morgan that. There's been a lot of pressure from Coyote's agents that want clarity for their clients. Completely logical. Makes a lot of sense. That's not out of that's not out of abnormal. It's not. That's that's a good thing they're sticking up for their clients. And I guarantee the Coyotes have already provided, hey, this is what we're if Craig Morgan's getting it now, not from the Coyotes, but from someone that, that is in the community that's talking about this, you have to imagine that the the players have been told something to kind of Stave off some of the, the angst, if you will. And again, it's not misplaced. It, it's completely logical and understandable. But I would personally give a hard date while there is none yet from the NHL at opening night. Like you have to imagine if there is nothing 
concrete or about to be concrete by opening night, the NHL has to get involved in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Um, and it's, you know, and you, and you got to admire, again, like I said, you got to admire Morello's commitment and the NHL's commitment on, 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 on allowing them to get to this point and try on being able to do this because – there, there, there are a lot of team, a lot of leagues that would have probably lost patience. Like, look at what's happening in the MLB right now, Oakland. As we mentioned already, like, if I, I feel really, really bad for how that's going and and the uh, and how um, how Rob Manfred has handled handled it all. But that's a whole different story. Like, um, can, can, can I talk about that for like three seconds? Because I'm kind of disgusted with Manfred acting like Oakland didn't try. Acting like there wasn't literally a what two or three year discussion on the Howard Terminal project, that there literally wasn't four hundred million dollars of funding, of, of of grants and bonds and whatever like funding secured. Like like, I I'm, I'm glad to have a commissioner like Gary Bettman that wants hockey to work in these non traditional markets, that is willing to put in the work and have the patience as much as they possibly can. I'm glad we have that commissioner, and of course the board of governors that sees the money versus what the MLB is doing right now with VAs. Absolutely. And it really, is, and it really says something. I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, anyone here that listens to the show, that's not a Coyotes fan. Yeah, sure. Boo, boo Gary Bettman all you want because he's, but like, you got it. You got to admire him for being committed to the non-traditional hockey markets, because guess what? That's how you grow the game. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yes. And you're going to see it in a, in a handful of years with Vegas out there. Uh, and some of the kids are going to come out of Nevada. You're already seeing it with kids coming out of Arizona. And it took a while. Yes, it did. That didn't mean that it wasn't worth doing. But so that's, that's why I just want to give the credit where it is due because people pretend that Gary Bettman is like some all-seeing, all-knowing eye that can do whatever he wants with the snap of his fingers. You can't. If the Board of Governors was done with this, they'd be done with it. But he has admittedly put in a lot of work to want to make sure no teams have to move and I don't get that same vibe from Manfred. And they want to ex- expand anyway to Nashville and probably Vegas. So why did you have to take Oakland's team? You, you know what I mean? A, like, uh, a, a little joke, a, I guess a side joke I could probably make about um, the reason why the Board of Governors haven't lost their patience yet. Mm-hmm. There's a decent chance that de- a lot of them love to have their vacation home in Arizona. So they <laughs> can still have hockey there. What is it? The, the Toronto Maple Leafs coach and their star player have homes out here? Uh, because when they're talking about when Brad Treelevick, his number one uh, thing on the docket is to get AM34 extended, uh, he had a meeting in Arizona. He flew to Arizona. <laughs> Only people that this is their his, home yeah, stay home here in the summer. <laughs> in, 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 in Scottsdale, Paradise Valley, either one, it doesn't matter. But they're close enough. Yeah, and so it's like we're getting a little off topic. We do have to talk about Matt Bay Mitchkov here in a second, but I, I did just want to once every opportunity I can to have some solidarity with Oakland fans. Like, literally, I saw a stat: they are the first city to lose all four major sports by a relocation. Even though technically the Golden Seals folded, but they also combined with another team. That was a really weird situation. Golden, they so, yeah, Oakland the Golden Seals game. folded by combined by. Uh, well, they first they moved. They no, they they no, they uh moved to Cleveland first. So they did mm-hmm. move. They moved to Cleveland first, and then they merged with Minnesota, with Minnesota, the Minnesota North Stars, and then the Minnesota ownership of the Minnesota North Stars split 
So like most half the ownership went, you know, decided to keep the stars, what's now known as the the Dallas Stars, and the other half, you know, decided to create an expansion team and and back in the Bay Area again. And that's thanks just, for reminding me of that. I forgot about the Cleveland Barons. I, I that completely just escaped my mind for a second. I, I appreciate. See, that. I, See whenever like I, I trip up, Robin's there. <laughs> Because look, it's 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 Bay Area hockey history. I'm originally from the Bay Area. I shouldn't know this all. <laughs> that, that dumb little Arizona boy, he can forget. I won't. I ain't forget. Anyway, let's talk about Mad Bay Mitchkov. And I want to preface this heavily. I just saw a graphic. I listened to the most recent 32 Thoughts, and I looked at his Twitter. I tried to find an exact quote from him. Uh, if I missed it in the episode, it is what it is. But I do need to present this as unverified kind of rumor but th- there was a statement allegedly from it's an interesting thing to think about let's put it mm-hmm. that way so just uh, take it with a grain of salt but allegedly the arizona coyotes has been confirmed within the organization that if mitch cobb is there at six they will draft him which i think they'd be smart in doing so if that really is the case Mitchkov is is the kind of NHL talent you just don't want to turn away. Yes, yeah, sure, you have those issues that are going on with you know pick you know drafting Russian players, but sometimes you have to take a gamble. Yeah, so you have to, and on top of that, there are some rumblings. So again, unverified rumor. Take it with a grain of salt. There are some rumblings that he's made himself a little unavailable for certain teams and allegedly he's trying to force his way to a team or two that he likes. One of those teams could be Washington, who I believe has the eighth overall selection. And and there, there's a couple reasons that could make some sense. You have the OV connection and uh, depending on when his contract is up, OV could still be there for a year or so, whatever it's up and Mitch calls ready to make the jump. So that is logical. That, that could be a thing, but I am just going to assume that the Coyotes and Bill Armstrong would not draft someone without having a conversation first. I love the mindset of this kid is that good. He is that good of a talent. You don't want to miss out on that talent, and and, and you want to go ahead, and if, if you can get him, you can secure him, you make that pick. I think that is a phenomenal mindset and a phenomenal uh, thing that they should be doing. And it just it feels good to all be on the same – Page here. I've talked to other Coyotes fans. Got to talk to Steve Peters after a live uh, a recording of his show over in Glendale. We are all seemingly on the same boat. If Mitch Cobb's there at six, you you have to. Because I you think can't justify not. Because <laughs> here's here, here's the thing, and I think it's a really important thing to think about. Um, and kind of give you a teaser. A lot of you guys are going to hear from uh, um, one of our draft experts. We're going to have we're going to have it in multiple parts over the over the weeks, just so we can uh, share with you guys. Uh, a uh, some information about some of the prospects coming out there, but essentially, you know, the the gist that we got from it from the the, the brief talk about Mitchkov is like, look, if it really weren't for the whole Russia deal, like the kid could be like up there right alongside Adam Fantilli, like he's this good. Mm-hmm. He will be a star as long as he just continues his development. This kid will be a star at the NHL level. Like there is no doubt. That's all, all even the most conservative projections have him being a star level player at the NHL, which is something that you know the Coyotes very well could use. Um, I mean, like the thought that they already have enough, a lot of st- potential stars already in their, um, you know, in their, in their system. But hey, you know what? 
they have, I mean, we, and I mentioned this, they, they have plenty of centers. They don't have enough defensemen, but I think one thing they could just also, also use more of is wingers. And that's what he is. So. And also food for thought, you take best player available because let's go down this rabbit hole. Mitchkov tells the coyotes, I will not play for you. The coyotes draft him anyway. When he's ready to come over, who has his rights? Who would have to make that trade and give up assets to the Coyotes later? You can literally see this as like buying a stock or buying crypto or something, and you're just waiting a few years for, for it to pay off. Literally the same exact concept, regardless if he's there. Even if he, just, even if he tells you straight up, I will not play for you, pulls a Blake Wheeler, you still are going to get assets back in a couple of years when it's time for him to come over that you might as well because – the, the next best players are, are good players, but you're not going to get that kind of value out of in any context. Very true. Like I, I mean, I, I would still, I would steer away from that thought only a little bit though, because I think that if that kind of thought were to be used, I feel like teams could use it against them. It's like, look, you, he doesn't want to be there. Like, you have to get rid of him anyways. So we're going to offer this. You know, we're going to lowball you essentially. And, you know, and at some point there are either they're going to get some level of assets, low level assets, or lose him for free, which would suck. Or you get enough teams trying to buy low, you actually get a bidding war. Because the thing is, if you get enough teams engaged, you could get a good return. But the problem is you would be playing with fire and you could get burned if you play with fire. Yep. So, <laughs> so again, you know, there has to be some level of interest, right? I do think, you know, Drafting Mitchkov, I think there had, you know, there would have to have been the ability to enter the talks with them, and I feel like, you know, again, if the report is true, you would only hope that he that the Coyotes are one of the teams that he's allowing to, to enter talks into. You'd hope because it, here's the best way to pitch it to him. By the time he's ready to come in, Cooley, Gunther, Michelli, unless you trade Michelli, unless Michelli's value is so high, you trade him for. Hey, we need a number one defenseman. We need this and this. And you can get multiple different things done. You've also got Krauser. You've got other guys in the system where this top six is going to be so messy and not in a negative context. Like, how are we going to figure out where to fit everyone? This top six is going to be that padded out to where you can pitch that to a guy like Mitch Cobb and say, look, we're going to have more than enough to have one of the best top nines in the league when you're ready to come over. We're going to be competitive immediately. And if we're adding a Kirill Kaprizov-type player to a roster that was already built to be deep without him, that is a no-brainer. Absolute no-brainer. That's, that, that's why I kind of made the uh, the joke post, but also, you know, also kind of, you know, setting somewhat expectations of how good the team's going to be in the years to come. When I mentioned on on our Twitter account, signed the 2027 Stanley Cup champions. <laughs> I love how we went from 2025 to 2027. We all just like collectively went back a couple of years. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just going to just hey, that's that's sort of realistic. We want to be we we want to be we want them to have to win the Stanley Cup in their new place. So, yep. So it's like, it, it, look, it's a no brainer. I I love that we have allegedly confirmation the coyotes are kind of on the, like we're all on the same page right now and you know what if mitch Cobb gets taken fifth overall this conversation's irrelevant maybe you look at reinbacher or if you look at how the draft order is going down if mitch Cobb still goes in the top five 
and Reinbacher does as well, that pushes at least one highly skilled Will Smith type down to number six. So no matter what, the Coyotes... Will Smith or Zach Benson or ASP, there so are like, so they're many gonna people. Get can, there's like, <laughs> at six, it's the Coyotes, you know, it's the Coyotes world. They can do whatever they want with it, and I think they will be fine no matter what happens. Yeah, no matter what, they will have a shot at ASP, uh, Reinbacher, Benson, Smith, one of those guys, because there is not a scenario in which all those guys are gone by six unless Bedard or Fantilli is still on the board or Mitchkov or someone. At that point, uh, why did everyone just forget about Bedard, but more likely be, be Mitchkov? Okay, we'll just take this guy then. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we definitely won't have another Shane Wright situation on our hands. <laughs> we, we, we're not. If it happened, I, I would have to question what's going on. I would have to. I, I know. I know it would be dumb. But if if Bedard does not go in the top two, I would have some questions. Like, was he saying some sus stuff behind the scenes? Which is which could have been likely if that is the case, but. It's not gonna happen. It's, no. it's, we're just having fun. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, we're getting out of time. I want to uh, open op- open the mic to you, Matthew, for any final thoughts before we close things off. Get the arena done, or I'm going to go insane. Well, that is definitely a thought. I think speaking from the heart, speaking for all Coyotes fans, I'm just. Love to hear that. Anyway, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube and the SiriusXM radio app. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Matt Jacobson is at the Easy Sports Guy. And if you with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>